What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Because He Did, um, the podcast where we get to walk through uh, people's testimonies with them and to hear what God has done in their lives. Christian, who do we have today? Yeah, we got Peyton on the episode today. Peyton, Peyton who? Say hi. I, we never <laughs> say their last name. Why do you have to keep asking that? Uh, Peyton Dedion, right? Correct? Yes, sir. Yes. That's good. Here, see, I nailed it. But... <laughs> Peyton is a fellow leader at The Way uh, with me. We actually led a community group this last year together. Which, oh, so y'all are like friends. Y'all have like a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we actually did not know each Well, <laughs> we had met at Monday morning last mm-hmm. year. But really like me, him, and Natalie, who was our other CG leader, like we didn't know each other that well like going into it. <laughs> not at all. And I think if you ask like our community group, like do you think we knew each other going in? They'd probably say yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it was kind of crazy. I don't know how the Lord's worked in that, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. yeah, it was definitely interesting. Like meeting for the first time, and then just having to go lead yeah. together. And we were yeah. all first-time leaders too. Oh, that's that which is, interesting. is it is really good, but it worked out well. Like mm-hmm. I was not um, like in doubt of what the Lord was going to do through that. So were they doubting in in you at all? Probably. You think? Were you kind of like, dang it, I'm stuck with Christian for the year? So, honestly, all (laughs) I knew was Christian was the, like, college intern, and so I definitely assumed he had experience on leadership. This is the first time (laughs) he was new. (laughs) (laughs) They just assumed what you were doing. I love that. I could tell that right away. But anyway, um, yeah, and so you're actually... I mean, now graduated with business management, basically. Not yes. yet, but you finished all your classes. So. Yeah, I was actually talking to, with you earlier. I took my last final this morning um, just because I was it, I was ready for it to be done. So <laughs> yeah, so went ahead awesome. and knocked it out. So. How does it feel? How was your last? Did you go to your last in-person class? Uh, I actually skipped it for Monday morning Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right decision, yes, I think. Yes, exactly. So. That was the move. But yeah, and then it's the move. <laughs> you are going um about in a month or no, in a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah. Um to be the assistant to the construction manager in Georgetown. <laughs> yes. Is that your official title? Assistant to the construction manager? Oh, I wish it was. But officially <laughs> I think it's construction assistant. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell us tell us about that and are you are you excited to move on or Yeah. For it's kind sure, of crazy. It is crazy. Um, it's definitely something that I think growing up, like you always think about, one day I'll get out of school, kind of thing. And now I'm like, oh shoot, like I did it, I made it out of school, kind of thing. I keep telling um, myself when I grow up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll be working with a home construction company, um, just learning about the management side of um, building a home for a company that builds a lot of homes and stuff. And so just kind of assisting as the title (laughs) entails um, and then hopefully moving into a more of a management role. And I'm really excited to be out and about, not sitting at a desk and being being able to like use my hands and Mm -hmm. yeah, not go to school, stuff like that. (laughs) You just, you tell me how that is. Let me know how awesome that is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm only a little, a little bit of a ways away from graduating. I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, man, to kind of get into the testimony and just so we can kind of hear 
um, a little bit more about you and your background. You know, what was, what was, what is your background? You know, what was it like for you? What was your family like growing up? Um, what was your relationship with God like growing up? Yeah, for sure. Um, so grew up going to a Baptist church, um, and, uh, had family very involved. My mom was like, the one writing Sunday school lessons and stuff for all the kids. And my dad was in the, on the worship team and singing, um, like probably majority of Sundays up on the stage and stuff. So definitely just like very involved in the church. And then as far as like extended family too, just have a lot of like missionaries and stuff in the family. Um, so kind of just grew up around, um, Christianity and the church and everything in general. Um, but Definitely had, like, a pretty, um, I guess, I don't know, small understanding of what, like, having a faith and, like, practicing that looks Mm -hmm. like and stuff like that. And so, as a kid, it was, I think, as most kids growing up going to church, it was like, oh, dang it, I have to wear nice clothes and go to church every Sunday and (laughs) stuff like that. I remember hating that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... But I guess what was your kind of like thought process in that? Like, did you have a relationship with the Lord? Did you ever what pray? What did you think or... about God? Yeah, what, what did, did you I think, think about, about God? Yeah. Um, what did you growing up? Oh, or gosh. in that, like, you know, early stage? Yeah, I think probably just like someone that was maybe more of like, like a distant, like, I don't know, holy being kind of thing that I didn't... Like, I would pray to him and stuff. I wouldn't necessarily call it much of a relationship because I just didn't... I don't think I understood how important having a relationship with God was and, like, how um, attainable that was as well and how much he wanted to have a relationship with me. Um, And so I didn't really dive into that. It was more just kind of going to the church events and then, like praying occasionally and stuff like that um so kind of walking through the motions but maybe not um actually embracing it in my heart so, so. What, what did life look like for you you know like through junior high and, mm-hmm. and the high school and stuff with with that being you know your basis for yeah. christianity what did yeah life for sure look like? um so i would still call myself like i don't know a good kid or whatever mm-hmm. and so um i know that in middle school um, it was kind of a joke with some of the friends that were around me that they would be like, oh, we're not going to cuss around Peyton or whatever because he's like <laughs> this real good kid and stuff. And so I definitely like acted like that good Christian mm-hmm. kid and was like, I'm not going to do bad things and stuff. And like, <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble and all this. So like still kind of just walking mm-hmm. through the motions. I knew how I was supposed to act. And so that's how I acted. And, um, and then even through high school, I would say I was like that um, for the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually moved when I was a going into my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the first time that I had had uh, friends at church and at school that were like the same friends kind of thing. Okay. So growing up, a lot of times it had been like my church friends and my school friends. And so I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily get super close with them. Um, but when that, like when I finally had that, I got a lot closer to the friends and started wanting to hang out with them more and more. And that was a hard transition, I think, for 
my family as well, um, yeah. just because they weren't used to me wanting to like be out of the house all the time <laughs> and go hang out with people. And I was wanting to do that all of a sudden, and it was at the same time that they were realizing I was going to be gone in a couple of years for college. And so I think they were valuing time with me a little more too. Yeah. And so it started kind of uh, creating some tension um, and kind of a pushing away mm-hmm. from my family and stuff. And then um, the friends I had in church... Um, I guess the ones that I was spending the most time with um, were not, um, none of us were really super serious about our faith or really had much of a relationship with the Lord. And so I started getting more into the typical high school stuff like drinking and um, some of the like drugs and just, I don't know, doing different things like that. What can I do to get in trouble kind of thing? Yeah, and there was a part of me I remember thinking like oh well because I was so sheltered like I want to do this more because I like feel like I need to I don't know like get out from under them a little bit and stuff I was gonna ask yeah is it like a missing out like I feel like I've been missing out or is it to kind of push back against kind of yeah like just just to be like all right well like now I'm just like gonna go the complete opposite direction and stuff and um and so that definitely created a lot of tension and things like that and so things were very um tense I guess (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was very ready uh for college uh to come to Texas Tech and kind of get away from home and stuff like that and uh was just looking forward to being somewhere that was far from home which is part of choosing Texas Tech, I remember saying, like, that's as far away from home as I can get with in-state tuition. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I mean, quickly realized that five hours was really far. And so there was still, even then, like, a part of me that was like, dang, that was like, might have been like an overstep kind of thing. Like, that's a big distance. Um, But... Yeah, that kind of like lukewarm faith kind of continued into college. And um, when I was in college, I was actually around people that were probably more invested in their faith um, and were better influences. Yeah. And so um, I I wasn't doing as much of the like drinking and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, that I had been in high school. Um, and so I guess you could say I was doing better. Um, did that just kind of happen naturally? Like, did you just stumble yeah. into friends that were just more about Jesus or did you like, um, kind of, so how'd that happen? Cause I, I, yeah. I, I think I'm asking because, you know, when I came to tech, mm-hmm. I did the opposite. Like I was already yeah. kind of pulling, I didn't have church friends to begin with back mm-hmm. home. I just, there's not a lot of people in doing right. this, but you know, when I came to tech, like I did, I did not find Jesus friends really yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, so part of that was just, um, I think knowing, like I knew I wanted to go find a church and I knew that my family was going to value that a lot. Um, and so I didn't, like, I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to completely go against, I guess my family's wishes and stuff like that. And, um, I wanted to be able to say positive things like when they did call or whatever like be like oh yeah like I went to church on Sunday kind of thing and um, and I also went to foundation um, the like kind of camp for people coming into school at Mm -hmm. tech and um, 
And so actually the people that I ended up hanging out with a lot were from my group and foundation. And so uh, we just ended up being in the same dorm building. And so that just kind of became my friend group. And um, so that worked out really well. Um, and they became good friends of mine. And we would we kind of bounced around to a couple of different churches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, started with Redeemer and then went to Hillside and then First Baptist. So. Just made the round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trying to figure out where um, I felt, I don't know, comfortable mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, But going past that freshman year, uh, I started dating a... Um, kind of like sorority girl mm-hmm. and and through that kind of fell more into the drinking and pre-gaming before formals and stuff like that and um into the sorority and, and kind of the frat life yes, like that yeah which was something that I had not been like I hadn't I had no idea what that was coming <laughs> into college um I definitely I was clueless about any of that and so yeah. I think it was probably funny for her at first that was like just like you haven't seen this before kind of thing but um so yeah quickly kind of just became accustomed to that um and so as I was around that influence more and that relationship got a little more serious um it definitely became something that was not um honoring to the Lord um and so got to a point of like being fairly close to living together um and so spending a lot of nights together and stuff like that and just um became like a pretty physical relationship and um and I actually had convinced myself in that that we were doing good spiritually um which is kind of a crazy thing to me now but um we I remember having like a bible study book that like we both had one and we would go through it together kind of and um would like pray at night and stuff and so I figured like oh we're good like and we'd go to church on Sunday and so we've got um, Jesus here yeah exactly but like neither of us were pursuing that or Mm -hmm. following it at all um like through that were you getting like a false sense of Christ like in that relationship or was it just like oh that's all I need to know and I'm just like I'm checking the boxes I'm doing the right stuff so like, was there any conviction for either of you guys while you were going through that? Yeah, so I think for me there was um, at first, and then the more, like, just the longer that it went on, that conviction kind of faded away, and, like, the more I ignored it, the more it just kind of became not a thing, and so then I just got very... kind of suppressed it until you couldn't yes, hear it anymore. until I couldn't hear it anymore, and then kind of just had forgotten about how I was doing something that like growing up would just have not been looked on um, well at all. And um, and that goes into part of, like another part of my story is just like feeling like um, I got to a place where it felt like nobody knew me um, very well. Uh, Some people say like being 99% known is like 100% unknown. Um, And I think that that was very much the case for me because I would still tell my family about oh yeah we're going to church on Sunday like I'm doing the Christian stuff like I'm being a good Christian um and then like that was to kind of convince my family that the relationship I was in was good and then I would act differently around that girl and then um and I ended up rushing bucks at one point too 
um, thinking oh, I was a good Christian and like <laughs> as my faith progressed through that and I started really realizing um, how important a relationship with God was um, there was this that created another tension of just like acting like needing to show my faith growing to the people around me in Bucks and like my pledge brothers but then not being able to open up fully because I wasn't going to show them everything that was going on behind the scenes with this girl and so I was living like three different lives to different people and so um, just was very much like hiding a lot of things from a lot of people um, and it definitely like my, my faith could have taken off and like doing bucks and stuff and it wanted to like God wanted to have a relationship with me then and um, that um, that relationship with the girl just kind of really like created that tension and held me back from fully pursuing that. Um, that was a big thing to me, I think, was like committing fully and like stepping off and just like giving everything to God. Um, I kind of refused to do that for a long time. Um, but eventually that... Um, I guess as that progressed, I was also in uh, engineering, which just <laughs> didn't super go well. easy, right? Yeah, so engineering is <laughs> like the easiest major ever. I and so, didn't need that lot of tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so my grades, um, as I became older, uh, just had kind of steadily declined, mm -hmm. and classes were getting very, very difficult. Um, to the point on um, my junior year, which is when I rushed Bucks, but um, at the end of my junior year, I remember I, would, I was working as well, and so studying as much as I could mm -hmm. uh, for classes, but not really having the time. And, um, and so I remember going to classes and like taking a test and just knowing that like I had bombed the test mm -hmm. and just like yeah. feeling like a failure because I was I, I, I couldn't study more or whatever and um, I just knew I had done really bad and and then I would I remember driving like on the verge of tears from class to work and then having to like shut it all off for work and so then there that's another face like having this positive attitude at work and stuff like that and um, so just stretched very thin and very much feeling like I was like my self-worth was going down and down as I started doing worse and worse in school and um, so when did that lead to I guess <clears throat> a breakthrough moment when you have you're living all these different lives your grades are not doing well you're in a relationship I mean that you're pursuing the world basically in that yes. and not honoring the Lord so when did yeah. that lead to a breakthrough moment I guess yeah so that's actually right after junior year <laughs> um, so June, I guess I, to kind of preface that, as I was finishing junior year, um, ended up meeting with an advisor for the business college. Um, I had taken like a business management elective um, and really liked the class and just needed to get out of engineering. I just knew that um, like it was not something I could continue doing. And then I also remember thinking like, that that was what God wanted me to do. And I had prayed about it a lot and was talking with my pledge brothers and stuff like that. And um, it seemed like something I needed to do, but I had calculated all my grades for that semester and 
you need a 275 to get into the Rawls and my GPA after that semester was going to be lower than that. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, this is what God wants me to do. I'm going to take the classes and uh, <laughs> just get my GPA up. And so then that summer, um, the God actually ended that relationship, um, I fully believe. And uh, I was around people that were very much living in the world again. And so it was going out a lot and um, drinking all the time. But at the end of that summer, I went to switch my classes and um, checked my GPA and I had a 276, which was a 100th above what I needed and knew that that was God. Um, because I had like I'd done all the math and it, it was it was happened. not possible and wow. so that was where it really hit me that God had like looked out for me during that while I had been running away from him this whole time mm -hmm. um, and so then coming back and started going to the way with some people from Bucks and getting into a community group and we did a series on shame was like the first thing that happened and it was right when I was dealing with all the shame that came crashing mm -hmm. down on me um, and so just kind of got walked through that semester, um, having my faith just like growing. And that's yeah. like, I would say when I've really fully committed to a relationship with the Lord and began to pursue that. Um, were there any big moments of like wrestling? Like, cause it sounds like that entire period was just like a, like you said, wrestling with the shame, like kind of working mm -hmm. through all of that. Were there any moments that like kind of stood out to you in that of, of coming coming back to yeah. Christ, you know, coming to that moment of faith mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, I can definitely remember um, one sermon, like, just because I, I think I wanted to just feel so bad for myself mm -hmm. um, and so bad about myself. And I remember, I think it was Travis talking about um, this whole, like, dwelling in your shame and stuff like that is like holding an umbrella over your head while God is, like, raining down mercy and grace mm -hmm. and love on you and you're just like by dwelling in your shame you're just not accepting it mm -hmm. and like finally realizing like okay this is on you like you just need to accept like god's love and just commit to that fully and i remember doing that and just like it completely changed just my outlook and attitude i became just a very much more positive person i got to be more open with people because all those faces had dropped. I like wasn't having to hold up a lie to anyone else. Um, and so, and I've talked to people since then that have been like, yeah, like <laughs> I, could, I could see it. Like you were mm -hmm. different and stuff. And um, just like talking to so many people that were like, I was praying for you like so hard that um, God would step in because you like definitely I could see that you were running after the world and stuff. Cool. That's cool. So um, after kind of going through that, that period and everything and, mm -hmm. and coming back to Christ, um, what, what has he continued to teach you? Like what, is, what, what would you say he's teaching you now um, mm -hmm. post that? Yeah. Or what is he, what is he teaching you yet, you know, recently? Right, yeah. Um, definitely I feel like I've been learning a lot about um, – just trusting in his plan, uh, especially with graduating college and um, learning about like what's going to happen in the future and stuff like that. And just having to know that he has a plan and maybe we don't know what it is yet, but he has his own timing. And so learning to trust 
in God's timing and his plan and knowing that that is what's best for me and not what I think is best for me. Um, I think that's been like one of the big, big lessons for me, um, just to learn to trust. And then um, I think a big theme too has been trying to learn about how we're not called to live in comfort. Um, It's definitely easy to have this happy relationship with the Lord and we live in America where we're not really pressured to um, necessarily even walk out a challenging faith and people aren't challenging our faith very much Um, but really in the past like year maybe half a year I've realized how important it is that we are telling everyone and not hiding like being unapologetic for our faith and like telling everyone about this (laughs) gift that we've been given and like how God loves all of us so much and um like hiding that from someone just because you're avoiding an uncomfortable conversation is like stupid (laughs) and it's just like it's not what God calls us to at all he calls us to be uncomfortable for the gospel yeah for sure um as we kind of wind down this episode and mm-hmm. um one of the segments that we like to do on this podcast is uh we're both big readers and so we like <laughs> to see like what people are reading specifically and give recommendations yeah. and so what is your book of the podcast book of the podcast um one i guess that i've read somewhat recently is dangerous prayers um and i honestly can't even remember Craig Rochelle. Yeah, Craig Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christian remembers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, I don't know. For me, that was, as I was growing in my faith and stuff mm-hmm. more, um, was definitely something that challenged me and goes along with that theme of discomfort. Um, yeah. Praying some of those challenging prayers that are like, like one of the prayers is to praying to God to break you and like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be broken. That's not <laughs> something that you want. Yeah. But just like realizing the importance of that and like knowing that what God will have after that brokenness is um, more amazing than if you had just stayed fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's just funny because like I don't know how it even started, but like our shepherd, we have different shepherd groups. Uh-huh. And, like, our shepherd group, I think it was one week. I was just like, yeah, I didn't really get a lot. And I don't know if it was the headspace I was in that week. And that just has turned into a running joke that I hate that book. (laughs) I think it's just like the actual principles that the book teaches is very impactful. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that like we shouldn't have like safe prayers. Yeah. Um, And we shouldn't just be, you know, I think we just are not honest to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that a lot recently. Just like, yeah, we need to just be like, these are my desires. These are what I'm feeling. And. Um, instead of just being like, oh, Lord, I'm so holy in my prayer time. Um, <laughs> and so it, it is a good, like, principle book, mm-hmm. um, even though there's a running joke that I don't like it. But, <laughs> um, as we kind of enter the last segment of kind of our podcast, uh, we like to ask the theological question, um, and this is kind of a discussion that we've had over at The Way this year, mm-hmm. um, but what is a biblical view on alcohol and um, where do people get it wrong? What's the right view to view it in terms mm-hmm. of uh, just should a Christian drink, really? Yeah. 
Um, so I think that there's a very wide range of <laughs> opinions within the church about this topic. Um, but as my faith was becoming more serious and like that being a big part of the stuff that I was involved in, uh, before I was really running after God, um, it was definitely something I wanted to figure out for myself. And so, um, quite a while back, I listened to John MacArthur's series called Grace, I guess it's in his Grace to You podcast or Mm -hmm. something, and then it was called Christians and Alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had a lot of really good points about how like, because I was of the camp of just like, Jesus' first miracle was making wine and stuff, so it can't be, like, that bad. And Uh I grew up Baptist where, like, nobody drank at all. And so that was part of the whole, like, resisting and being like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'm going to go home and show my siblings it's okay to drink Mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, But really realizing now that, like, the alcohol they were drinking in the Bible was, like, nowhere near as strong as a lot of the stuff being drank now Um, and they would call that strong drink um, they would have said in the bible times that that was like almost barbaric to be drinking that stuff and so um, for me I've come to a place where it's I think alcohol is okay and like can be consumed in a way that is glorifying to the Lord and can be a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it was handled in the Bible and stuff like that. But um, there's definitely that line of when you become intoxicated and like the Bible clearly says that that is not um, something that we should be doing or pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the line for me. And so for a long time, because that was an issue in the past, it was easier for me to just abstain completely and not mm-hmm. drink at all. Um, now I think I'm at a place where um, I can drink a little bit, but a lot of times I don't look to add it to anything because it doesn't, like I feel like a lot of people, the whole point of drinking in the first place is to get drunk. And so mm-hmm. um, there's so many situations where yes, I could add alcohol to this equation kind of thing, but it's just not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know, occasionally with some friends, like maybe have a beer or whatever, like yeah. that's fine. I don't see any problem in that. But um, when you start having several drinks and it that becomes what the event is about, um, that's when I see that it's an issue and not something as Christians that we should be partaking in. Okay, that's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, um, man, you, you know, you talked about um, a lot, I think, of what the lifestyle and a lot of what your story is, you know, is mm-hmm. the lifestyle of a, um, a lukewarm Christian who, mm-hmm. who ends up coming to a place where, man, they are no longer lukewarm, but they are instead, you know, on fire for the Lord. Right before we started mm-hmm. recording, you actually got to share um, a little bit just about how you got to hear a guy, you know, actually accept Christ for the first time and how yeah. excited you were. You were actively praying. You were talking about wanting to go grab your leaders so that they can pray with you. Like, like yeah. that is the opposite of a lukewarm Christian. It's a Christian on fire. And so, yeah. man, what would you what would you say to a Christian um, what advice would you have for somebody who is who is in that same lukewarm stage, mm-hmm. um, coming from somebody who is now on fire um, for the Lord? You know, what advice would you give for those? Um, I would say 
You're saying someone that is now on fire for the no, Lord? No, somebody, somebody that's someone is, yeah. who is lukewarm. Coming from somebody who is now <laughs> on fire. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. Um, I would say definitely, like, if you are feeling pretty solid and comfortable in your faith and, like, you're doing pretty all right, uh, I would say take a step back and analyze um, your life or maybe ask someone that you know is on fire for the Lord because you can see like when someone is on fire for the Lord it's evident and um, and so if you talk to someone or even just can analyze your life and look at um, how you've been acting do you see the fruits of the Spirit um, in your life and if you're not seeing that then maybe you're living a lukewarm faith and um i would say it's dangerous like a dangerous road to walk down because you feel like you're justified and you're doing good and um but just kind of really you're just you're fooling yourself and the that point is a very weak place where as soon as something starts pulling you towards the world um that's where you're gonna go and so uh, to be very careful, examine yourself, have someone else examine you, and find community of people that are on fire for the Lord. And yep. that fire will, is contagious. It's fire. It, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It catches. Sure. So. Well, thank you, Peyton, for being on. And yeah. I know Tucker and I both, we just loved um, being able to lead alongside of you this year. Mm-hmm. And um, like we're so grateful for your time that you invested, I know, at the way. And I know everyone will say that and mm-hmm. it was a blessing for me to be able to lead alongside yeah. of you and I'm so happy for how the Lord's worked <laughs> and how he will work work in the future. So thank yeah. you for that. Well thank you for having me. Um it's been really great. So. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next week.